In 2018, Garth Davis was set to release a film depicting Mary Magdalene as an apostle of Jesus, with the news breaking of his film's distributor publicly exposed as a perpetrator who did very despicable things. The film had a quieter release than anticipated. This film was hoped to be released as a radical revelation on women and Jesus, released at a time where the patriarchy is shivering, quoted by the director, or was a small release perfect for this film. That was Mary Magdalene. And this is Godfellas. <laughs> And welcome to Godfellas, the small group that meets online. I'm Miss Hannah. I'm Mr. Zach. And oh my gosh, I'm and, so sorry. Oh no, it's a cool, it's it's cool. And I'm your sub for today. <laughs> All the other misters and missuses are, are are gone. So you have Mr. Michael today. <laughs> I totally forgot that like when someone's recurring, we don't introduce them. I was getting ready to Oh no, I was waiting for it too. I had eyes on it. I'm running out of things to say about Michael that are nice. Yeah. Running low. We can get to the bad ones. We he's a great he's a great guest. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we keep having him on. He's um punctual. <laughs> well, welcome everybody. Today we are talking about the film. I was going to give it an adjective, but I don't really know what adjective to get. It wasn't necessarily a hit film, but it also wasn't a complete flop. Long? The long film, Mary Magdalene. It was very long. Um, There's a couple exciting things about this episode we should start by saying. Okay. The first one being... Do you feel that? The chill of the breeze on your cheek? The infinity scarves wrapped around the necks? It's leggings and boots and sweaters galore. Go to Starbucks, grab a drink. It's the first installment of Christian Girl Auto. Featuring Zach and Mike. Featuring two guys. We're very happy to weigh in on this particular season. (laughs) This is our first installment throughout the month of November where we're going to be talking about women, mostly. Women in the Bible. That's what today's about. A depiction of women in the Bible and how that's adapted in film. And then a a couple other fun ones along the way. So you better stay tuned because there's a lot of variety coming this month. You better. You you must stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) I think the other thing to note is this is... You you should maybe introduce this. this Uh, Do you hear that? No? Well, this is the first time that we've had all three people on the episode in the same room together. Yeah. It's weird a little bit. I know. It's very weird not looking at Zoom. Like, I can yeah. see Michael right here, and it's like... Yeah. Hello. I'm, I'm so used to like looking at the computer that I keep looking over, like, waiting for something to happen. I'm like, oh, I know. My default's to look at myself when I don't know what to do. Yeah. And think, how weird do I look right now? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, so here's... Now, here's why, though. Because Michael messaged me and he was like hey have you heard about this movie mary magdalene and i was like i did because when it was announced in 2018 as i've said a lot of times i'm a big like biblical epic guy i like i love them i love them so when i heard that they were doing one from the director of lion which i had just seen and enjoyed i was like oh okay sure and then i couldn't find it anywhere like i wanted to see it and then michael like i think just the other week was like Hey, have you heard about this movie? Because I guess it's on Netflix now. It is on Netflix yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. So, and I was just like, um, I bought it a couple of years ago, like on Impulse. And I think I got halfway through and didn't finish it. <laughs> and, and when he wanted to talk about it, I was like, sure, it's the, the perfect example. And yeah, on Godfellas, I love when people have stuff that they want to talk about on the yeah. show. Because there's a lot of, like, people want you to talk about stuff. For sure. But there's not a lot of, I'd like to come and get, and share my opinion. So I'm very happy Michael wanted to. There was, there's such a mystique, there was such a mystique for me around this film. Cause, and I think, I think, I think I must have been at the gym. And then the thought came of how much this movie just, fa- like, the movie as a concept fascinates me. 
because I'm a trailer junkie. So like nice. up until today, I had not seen this film, but I had seen the trailer quite a few times because the pitch alone is such like a, okay, here's this. Rooney Mara is playing Mary Magdalene and Joaquin Phoenix is playing Jesus. And it, you had me um, like just out of sheer, however morbid curiosity about like, what could this possibly be? And part of the mystique was that I heard about it and then I didn't hear about it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I wanted, I wanted that period of complete response, bad or good from everyone, whether the Christian community was like, this is it. Oh, or, or the Christian community going like, this was awful. How dare they? Well, I remember before the movie came out, the, the Christians were like, no, no, no. Mm, like they were okay. hardcore against the movie prior to it being released. And like, I don't know if like a script leaked or something or if they heard stuff, but I remember the church being very much like, stay away from this blasphemous garbage. Like, don't what? do it. Yeah. And like, I watched the trailer and I was like, I'm not seeing what you're seeing. Right. Like, but okay. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't remember hearing anything about this movie. I definitely knew it existed. But you were in Christian college when it was being announced, though. So, so that shocks me a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't remember. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you went to college with me and you do, let me know. <laughs> but no, I, I remember knowing it existed and being and then finding out it must have been after 2018. It had to be like either last year or 2019 because I was like, oh, it's oh, it's Rooney and Joaquin. Husband and wife, yeah. in re- or partners, partners in real, in real life. life. Yeah. So I remember thinking, like, oh, okay. How interesting. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but other than that, no, I think that was all I knew about this. And I knew it kind of had like a um, cool, edgy like picture for it. Yeah. yeah. Follow us on um, Instagram at Godfellas the Pod. We on just Insta. started. We one. just started. We've had the Real Boys Pod. Insta page, but we've just. But now that those other shows aren't happening, we. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, as Zach mentioned, Michael, you uh, reached out to Zach about doing this film. And you said that, you know, caught your eye, you'd seen the trailers. So, now that you've watched it, let's just dive right in. Please. What are your thoughts? What are your first, like, takeaway reactions? Um, we talked about it a little bit on the way here. Right. I. There were. I can pinpoint at least three times where I openly cried during this movie. Interesting. Yeah. And in full, uh, I'm going to say empathetic crying, like both because I think the actors did a really good job um, at presenting this material. And I think the, I think the, the presentation of the material alone, like the gospel events um, was, uh, was put in a, in a good storytelling way. Regardless of accuracy, um, I really enjoyed this film. I I I think because I'm trying to think now, and this might be a bit retroactive of all the things that could make me not like this film that the church might have been worried about, and one of them I think is biblical accuracy, right? Because that's what we have to be worried about when when someone uh, once again does a Jesus film or a film where an actor portrays Jesus. You get to you get to weigh in before it even happens, and the one of the things that I was potentially worried about was that the gospel message getting blurred by another one and the gospel being used as a vehicle for something else. Mm. In this case, being being what with what the director hoped to achieve during the Me Too movement, which was the inclusion of women in the gospel message. And I don't think it was too heavy handed. I think I uh, in fact, I had a difficult time at the end of the movie trying to understand what I was supposed to specifically take away right from it there were a lot of them but i uh, and i think it boils down to anything that can um that can um portray an earnest personal aspect of the bible rather than just trying to copy paste the text to screen um to to extract there's a lot of humanity extracted from every character that i have read about um in these particular And whether that's actually what happened or not, as an actor, as an artist, as a storyteller, I, I, I deeply appreciate when someone can crack that open and at least portray something that seems very genuine, regardless of whether it was what happened or not. Right. The options that they picked moved me. Sure, sure. And it's definitely not without flaws. I think the editing was kind of eh. There were moments where I was like, that was not a 
that was a really weird cut. Or like uh, when uh, halfway through the movie, Jesus is sitting at one of his morning prayer times, and then like from an opposite hill, he he and Mary just look at one another. And it's it made me think of something Monty Python esque of like a scene happening, just cutting back and forth between the two of them, not saying anything, just hill to hill. But I I I genuinely enjoyed this movie, and this is a movie that I would. Um, we we talked about the fact that this is a. It, it's not a. It's not a. It's not like a. It's not a, a very fast paced like feel good movie. It is a slow feel bad movie, and not like not like shame or punishment, but like there there is some there is some vulnerable material. Yeah. Throughout your personally. heart should hurt. Yes. Watching this, and I, I think that appreciated was that. Yeah. I did. By the end of the day, I really appreciated yeah. that. Yeah. Zach, what about you? This is, I think this is going to be an interesting episode because I did not like this movie. Okay. Um, with love and respect for our guest. 100%. Uh, I didn't like the movie. And it's sad because a movie like this, I feel like, is made for me. You know? Um, <laughs> Do elaborate. And, well, like, in that it's very like, first off, it's a Bible movie. Boom. I'm in. Um, the way that it was shot, I loved the aesthetic look of the movie and the score, Johan Johansson, this being his last, may he rest in peace, who gave some of my favorite scores. Like, um, he did Arrival, um, just so many, Arrival being one of my all-time just favorite scores yeah. ever. And he did this movie and it's really good. And he's, he's done a lot of stuff. Sicario, like he works with Denis, worked with Denis Villeneuve not a lot. Again, may he rest in peace. That being said, the movie in and of itself, I felt like I had a hard time grasping what the point was. Yeah. You sure. know, like there was kind of a sense, like you were saying, where I was like, what is the point? And yes. I think Rooney Mara, one of her strengths is she can just do a lot with stillness, with like not, it almost feels like she's not acting. Yeah. And. Unfortunately, I don't think that style of acting lends itself to a biblical epic necessarily. Like, I think that, like, you need a little more, um, especially when she has that scene in the temple where she's kind of, like, freaking out. And you go, oh, okay, cool. And then her performance, the rest of the movie is, like, pretty straight. So, And she's the lead. So there, I felt like her character, there was kind of, it left me wanting quite a bit. And I don't want to say they girl bossed her. But they kind of made it like, well, she's the disciple who gets it most out of all the like these dumb guys don't get it. She does. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm just not aside from the fact that she's the only one who seems to notice when Jesus is getting stressed out. I don't really I'm having a hard time following the character. And my big one, I was not a fan of Joaquin's performance in this movie. Totally get that. Um, (laughs) He seemed a little mansplaining. To me, in oh, some bits, like okay. when, every time he was preaching, it was it seemed very condescending and almost to make it like ask the audience, well, what if he really was like this? And not, yeah. and like I get that, <laughs> but I mean, he was just like it felt like he was trying to be as weird as possible. And this is coming from Joaquin Phoenix too, so maybe he wasn't, and he was just being himself. <laughs> and another thing, to, I don't think the movie. I think a lot of pushback is that people were thinking it was going to set up that there was a love story between Jesus and Mary. And the movie doesn't do that. Right. But because they're a real life couple, the chemistry between the two is palpable. Right. Like it feels very romantic, even though the movie isn't necessarily going Saying for that. that. Yeah. It feels it sure feels that way. And there are good performances in the movie. I think uh, I I feel horrible that I can't say his name right. I think Shuatel as we refer. I think is I think it's Shuatel as you refer. Yeah. yeah, I think he his performance is good. I think the guy who plays Judas is good. Yeah. Uh, again, I love the way that the movie looks. I love the score. It's just a little boring and a little hard to follow. And I guess we'll talk about some of the things that Jesus says. I guess a little bit later. I don't know if you want to get into that. Yeah. But I had some issues with. Uh, the way that they chose to, yeah. to share some of his his ideas. Um, I just want to disclaim right now. This is, I guess I would say, maybe a mini trigger warning. I don't anticipate us getting super into detail about really anything. Um, but it goes to mention there are things that have affected this movie, both following the production. And there's a scene in the movie that talks about sexual violence. So 
Just want to put that out there. We might be talking about it, but it shouldn't go too much into detail. Um, yes, going off now what you said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think we're definitely <laughs> going to talk a little bit about kind of what Jesus said because I mean, it comes with the movie. But I think for me, <laughs> I feel like I feel completely differently about the movie now. And I still think I'm trying to process. I think after watching it, my initial reaction was I didn't like it. Um, but it wasn't like. <laughs> you wrote Snooze Fest. <laughs> for your letterbox. Context. Context. <laughs> totally okay. <laughs> so originally, I wasn't going to watch it because, you know, as I've opened on the podcast before, I'm a survivor of sexual violence myself. You know, we knew there was a scene that talked about a it. A trigger warning yeah. came back. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we're not going to watch it. Zach watched it, said, and they just talk about it for like a minute. And I was like, okay, sure. So I watched it. And then now, <laughs> knowing, I don't mean to laugh, knowing now what I know right. about what happened with the film and the director's response to that in response with the Me Too movement, I'm still kind of processing how I feel because I don't really know really what the movie said about it. Was it trying right. to? He kind of made it seem, I, I was reading some interviews with Garth Davis and he's kind of making it seem like, oh yeah, this movie really speaks into that. And I'm trying to think, well, where? Um, which we'll get into. I don't right. think we need to dive right into that at the moment. Right. But I was going to say, do you maybe want to like tell people yeah. what like the context you're talking here's, about is? Here's yeah. where the real trigger warnings okay. come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as I mentioned in the intro, the film was set to release. Um, it was going to be distributed by the Weinstein Company in 2018. Now, Garth Davis is from Australia, I believe. So, you know, when he made the film, it was all set for international release, release in Australia, no problem. But the movie was set to release right after this news about Harvey Weinstein came out. So, obviously, people weren't excited to see reasonably so people were not wanting to see well, the tagline on the poster is her story, story. will be heard yeah her story yeah. will be told not great timing garth mm. no, garth noticed that and was worried about the north american release so his thing is that this film was going to say this film was meant to be released when the patriarchy was shivering I'm a little confused by what he meant by that. Me too. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't necessarily think 2018 was a time <laughs> that was so. Um, but okay. I'm glad that he's optimistic about inclusion of women. You know, that was a main, this is the whole story about, you know, the closeness of women to Jesus. Um, but that it was a, it was critical for this film to be released in North America because of the women representation in the film. So. Now, kind of knowing this, I will say, great to see that this is maybe a film that doesn't depict Mary Magdalene as a prostitute. Right, because I remember watching a thing where they were saying Mary Magdalene is uh, is misrepresented with every, like, quote-unquote sinner woman in the Bible. Like, when you watch the movie, she's always the woman caught in adultery is going to be stoned. She's the woman who weeps at Jesus' feet. And the Bible just says she had seven demons inside yeah. of her at one point. And that's it. So I really appreciated that this was the narrative. We started right away. The only narrative we get of Mary at the beginning is that she has demons. Not really specified a number, I don't think. Not even specified that she has, like, demons yeah, even. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah. She kind of just says, like, I have demons inside me, right? Well, she, like, goes to a temple and starts praying one time and they're like, stop. See, and this is... <laughs> Which is, complete sidebar, is a perfectly reasonable... And honestly, probably like the most check plus religious thing you could have done. Yeah. What are you doing? Apart from breaking the like the marriage norms. Yeah. Like it's like, okay, well, this is stressing me out. And so like I'm going to go pray about it. Yeah. Like that's honestly probably the best thing yeah. you could do. That yeah. you could do about that. Yeah. Well, it yeah. felt like the movie was trying to say, like, no, she's not actually demon possessed. Like she just doesn't want to get she's married. And she has an anxiety attack about it. Like she has a panic attack about it. And they think she has a demon. And I'm like, um, as someone who struggles with anxiety, little little offensive. Sure. Um I, I don't love that necessarily. Um yeah, no, thank you. Here's, I guess this is my first question. Yes. For the group. Yes. Um, 
is what, how do we think, obviously the film was meant to be pro women, <laughs> especially set in a time where culture was very anti, not anti-women, but well, no women at the forefront. And it, it had been called out for that. Yeah. yeah. So what do we think this film really says? Do you think that this is a productive representation of how Christianity can be egalitarian? That, you know, men and women could be seen as equals. Gotcha. I'm kind of surprised to hear that that was the, and I, that that was the intent because it was, and I was grateful for this, but it felt soft at best. Like yeah. a, good, a good amount of dialogue was like, oh, it, uh, um, everyone is to be loved by God, basically. Yeah. It was, the, was probably the most like edgy they got with the, with the subject material. And it felt, uh, if that's what they were going for, uh, if if that's what the director's intent was, then, and I think that that could have been something that churches, un- to some extent, unfortunately, were worried about. Yeah. This was just going to be a girl boss movie. Yeah. Um, which I thank, th- I thank, I thank God openly on this one, this <laughs> podcast that this is not how. Yeah. That that turned out. Mm-hmm. But, the term makes me laugh. Yeah. Girl boss. Yeah. I, every time I hear it, I giggle a little bit. <laughs> Mm. Um, but I didn't, I think it did it in such a way, but it, what it, I think it did do a a good job of that without it being the focus. If that makes any sense. I think like, it's one of those things where it was effective because they just did it. They didn't point to it too much. Like they, they, except for the end, like the very end. I was like, I think that you're implying that this is what this movie has been about this entire time. (laughs) We were so close. Um, but yeah, I don't think it was the main takeaway, but I do think they did a decent job at simply, simply doing it. Yeah. To me, I think, and I think this might just come down to more of a a style or maybe a preferential thing, but to me, it just tries to hit it. It tries to like kind of slam the ball just down the center a little too much. Whereas I wish it were like either really overt and not subtle or the opposite. Like, I wish you were hot or cold. Because on the one hand, I'm like, yeah, like, it's, I guess it's there. It feels like the movie's trying to say something. But I'm not really sure what. Because the big thing that Mary does in the movie is she tends to notice when Jesus is getting overwhelmed in the film. Like, her yes. big takeaway is she notices when Jesus is getting overwhelmed. And she notices when women feel like they're not being spoken to. And those are the only two things, really. Yeah. And the whole beginning of the movie, like, sets up her character. She's someone who has a really calming presence. And then later, they're like, oh, she has demons inside of her. It's a bit of a leap. Yeah, so it's kind of like, what are we... What are, what are we doing? And that's it was just so confusing what they were trying to say that I was like, I'm not getting I'm not getting it. I wish you were either just being blatantly obvious or totally vague. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I would say that overall, I definitely got I I I, I see that the film accomplished a sense of yeah inclusion of women. You know, we think that women are important to this story that we're trying to tell. Yeah. Um, equally as important. Well, it's you know? written, the screenwriters are both ladies. Yeah, great. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Amazing. But there were moments, and <laughs> um, you know, there's a, such a joke between, like, young women nowadays about women supporting other women, and I feel like this comment is not me supporting other women, but I feel like I, mm-hmm. I now... There's only a few moments in the film where I look and I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> no, what do, you, what do you think this is saying? Right. I mean, but overall, I think, yes, fine, great, met what it was trying to. Yeah. But then there was a, like, obviously now we've talked about how it wasn't really demons, but, you know, if we want to, how do we want to show that Mary has demons? Oh, she runs into the temple when she's not supposed to. And I think the thing for me is like, I don't, I don't think that says what you think it's supposed to say yeah. because like if you want to say like women weren't allowed in the temple culturally that was a cultural thing but because she has like demons or anxiety or whatever you want to say you know it's not going to make her do something like that for her to be almost like i don't know it doesn't it doesn't track like why did we have to introduce that something was kind of different about her this way sure 
Because then I'm like, well, uh, you know, like (laughs) that's one of the moments where I'm like, why? Here's where I thought they were going. The scene where they're taking her to the river to like essentially drown the demon out, you know, where they keep throwing her in the water. I thought that's where the actual like demon was going to show up and she Mm -hmm. was going to like lash out and hurt somebody and then like feel guilty about it and like have like this sense of like, you know, like it just comes on me sometimes. And like, like if we didn't know that that was the case, like I, I felt like there was, you know, if it were almost like a secret, you know? Yeah. And it was like, we, we like hide her away from everyone and no one knows her. And then there's this like character is like, oh, I hear you have a daughter. I'd like to marry her. Cause that, that does happen in the movie. But if they were more vague about like, no, like Mary doesn't really, you know, like <laughs> this is more, I'm thinking more like uh, in my mind, it's a full rewrite of the script and I don't want to be insensitive, but I feel like you almost jaws it. You know what I mean? Where everyone like talks about like at the beginning of the movie, like, oh, crazy Mary, crazy Mary. And then when you see Rooney Mara, you're kind of like, oh, not crazy Mary. And then you have scenes where you see crazy Mary, you know, because to me, if we had seen, you know, that there is something that she has no control of that Jesus then comes and like takes away from her, then like. The rest of the movie could play out the same way, but I'm like, oh, her just being calm all the time and in control of and like noticing when, you know, it's too much for for the other characters. Then it plays a lot more rather than one time I went in the temple when I was stressed out and they got mad at me and tried to drown me. It was a bit of a leap. It's a bit of a leap. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, there are no devils here. That's my walking That's, in the movie. Oh. <laughs> so then Mary is going to go with Jesus and the disciples. Also, I made a note. The running in this movie, when people are like running to call to her, has me screaming. It Mary! Is, yeah, and they're like hobbling along the rock. I'm sure that was because of like the terrain of the set. And they're wearing sandals. And, <laughs> and like... Loads of garments yeah. on top of that. Yeah, like, wait, M- just... Michael, what did you think of the scene where she like follows Jesus? I think it was an interesting little theme that I think it was the getting fast tracking Mary to Jesus. I'll admit I had some qualms with from like right. a, from a story perspective because it made them fall into movie cliches of misunderstanding parental and patriarchal figures, right? And then. They kind of went into Belle from Beauty and the Beast of like, hey, listen, if you keep reading books, you're going to have to you're going to have to go away where we can't have you here anymore. And I think. Nice. Well done. Thank you. Um, but for me, I think my takeaway, oddly enough, was less technical and more. Finally, a movie actually addresses the sacrifice that the gospel calls for. Sure. Oh, yeah. In yeah. the fact that like. The, the even the misunderstanding family members, you knew from the start that they loved her. At least the actors played it as such. And to have that be the cost and, and then to have that. I think the reason I'm saying that is because that's echoed twice more in the movie. Yeah. Judas talks about what Peter had to leave behind. And then Peter, when he warms up to Mary later, right. goes more into what he left behind. And I think that's because it's been preached on recently, honestly, at a church service that I went to. But to have that topic humanized was incredibly refreshing to me because I'm like, I don't I haven't seen a movie handling that topic before that hasn't made it Kevin Sorbo dying and accepting Jesus with the newsboys happening. So to have it be like, no, there's some real tearaway here, like. These people who did, be- and that to me, there there is some, uh, I don't know who I'll get in trouble with for saying this, but like emotional biblical accuracy. Yeah. Because we yeah. get the, these people left and to get someone to unpack that. I'm now realizing that my affinity for this movie is coming from an acting perspective. Sure. And sure. That maybe, makes sense. And oh, maybe yeah. a little bit from the, maybe from the screenplay and how they, how they voiced this stuff. That being said. Um, there are little bits of, uh, I'm going on an adventure from the Hobbit of like, wait a second, Mary, 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 and someone behind me, Mary, Mary, where are you going? Um, 
He's like, where, where, I'm running towards the plot! (laughs) Now, here's my thing that I didn't like about the scene. I hate when movies try to make Jesus, like, a tough guy. Because the part where he goes, I've come to, you know, not, the the part in the Bible is, I've come not to bring peace with the sword, I've come to sword discord between whatever. And the dad and the father goes, do you mean to, um... Do you mean to tear a daughter away from her father? I was expecting Jesus to kind of like look at Mary and be like, it's up to you. You're like, to me, that would have been like, you know, like, this is your choice. Because essentially in the Bible, there is a similar moment where someone's like, let me go and bury my father. And Jesus is like, if you're if you can't commit now, like you won't be able to. Right. So I thought it'd be cool if he was like, it's up to you. But when he's like, yeah, I'm here to separate father from daughter. Mother from son. No, thank you. That's I appreciate that perspective. I saw it as uh, it because that was my least favorite part of Joaquin's portrayal is like Jesus running out of miracle juice and getting tired. I was like, okay, my suspension, my suspension of gospel disbelief, gospel disbelief here is is gone. But I kind of appreciated the fact that they covered controversial Jesus. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. And not in a way, and not in the and not in the typical biblical epic way where it's like, this was the point all along! Yeah. But to have Christ go, no, I'm, this is what I am. Yeah. I am here to do this. Well, yeah, I had mixed feelings about when the movie went full safety. Okay. When, um, Please when, elaborate. Well, when Jesus is like healing all those people and they're gathering around him and it's so stressful. I thought it was such a clever little touch to have the guy just being like, he's not a prophet. He's like, while he's healing people, I'm mm. like, oh, this is so cool. But then when Mary's like, there's too many people. He needs help. I was like, oh, this is turning into like, so, I don't know, like ER or something like <laughs> Because I thought that was a cool idea. Like there being na- that there's naysayers as he's performing the miracles. Actively, because yeah. like there's an, an like as Jesus, we believe him to be a man. Like what that probably had to take some emotional toll on him. Yeah. So I'm like, the cool idea is that Mary's the only one who seems to notice yeah. and like asks him about it. I'm like, that's a cool idea. I guess it's just Joaquin's performance was like getting ready to play the Joker. He's just practice. Yeah. Or, or when he raises Lazarus. I, oh my gosh. I, I was not a fan. I totally understand why. And I was like looking in his eyes. And he's like, I was like, yeah, are you, you giving him mouth to mouth? Yeah. Of him lying by his side. I mean, not that it, Obviously, right, we're talking about biblical accuracy. If we're going biblical accuracy, Jesus says Lazarus comes out and now he comes. Was that specifically Lazarus or did they did they point that out? I think it was because there's a scene where the one where the sister's like, if you had been here, he wouldn't have died. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we are. Oh. Yeah, it's you know, we said (laughs) this is not fully biblically accurate. And that's sure, 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 sure. It was an interesting interpretation. And that's that's the thing. It's not so much that it's biblically inaccurate. I just didn't care for the interpretation. Sure. Yeah. Totally. I, I, maybe it's because, uh, and I'll, I will, I'll tangent on on Jesus Christ Superstar for a second. Where where this equates in my mind. I think the more I watch Jesus, it's it's the, and it was the most recent revival with. Legend? um, With uh, Paul Alexander Nolan on Broadway. Oh. Like the, um, I, I forget the specific person responsible for the revival was but um the seeing seeing it through i think that's why that's why i eased into this more is because uh jesus christ superstar is jesus is the gospel told through judas as a as a view as a viewpoint like he is the he is the eyes through which we see this particular interpretation and so after, I think that's why I was able to get over the fact that Mary was the, like, the only one who understood what Jesus was going through. It was because that she's the lens. Sure. I was like, that's kind of, if that's the vehicle of the movie, I can forgive maybe just, like, them emphasizing that she was the only one who understood. But she kind of also is in the musical as yeah. well. Um, and the, the healing scene mirrors what happened in the movie Absolutely. For me. He's Absolutely. getting, he's getting... There's too little of me. Exactly. <laughs> and she's the only one who's like, everyone, shut up. And having, having, giving, giving Jesus sort of like human, maybe not anchors, but human encouragement. Sure, people sure. who would be yeah. there to do that if he was ever, not that he would necessarily need it, but to have that vi- visualized in some way. 
I hate I hate to sound like a one like a one trick pony here. Please do. But in the chosen, <laughs> there it is in in season two, episode three, the end where Jesus comes back from healing people, and he's so tired and exhausted, and he's just like you know, not falling apart, but basically, and his mother goes to him and just like helps him get ready for bed, and he goes, "Oh, what would I do without you, Emma?" It's like. Yeah, like yeah. it doesn't have to be like, you know, <laughs> it could just be like Jesus was a little exhausted and you, like needed uh, yeah. someone to help him take his shoes off at you the end of the day. You could tell yeah. he was exhausted. Yeah. As Without opposed him, to them yeah. sort of yeah. muscling yeah. in a You can just see it in his eyes. Yeah, where everyone's grabbing him and he's like, Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, We should was, really film it for that. <laughs> we should. Joaquin was not the best choice to play Jesus. I agree and I'll with you stand there. by that. And I started thinking, is we are first standing right there? That's true. And he was great. He was great. I thought I was, Peter was wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to have seen him play Jesus, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That'd have been cool. Yeah. <laughs> That'd have been cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder where, where in, because Rooney and Joaquin were together at this point when yeah. they filmed it. Well, it so was I wonder like, how I the think, casting came about. Yeah. What I read is that it was just kind of like, hey, Rooney's in this. Well, you know, she's dating Joaquin Phoenix and he's kind of weird. <laughs> Jesus. He's quirky. We can, yeah. 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 He's quirky. Yeah. <laughs> I have a conundrum about Joaquin Phoenix and it's similar to the hype about Al Pacino where I watch stuff that he's done yeah. and go I, I don't know if he's a good actor or not right. I know he's trying something and he's swinging which like respect but yeah. I don't I can't ascertain whether he's good or not I feel like they both have their anchors like Al Pacino it's like Godfather 1, Godfather 2 and like I know you're good and with like Joaquin Phoenix for me it's like Gladiator walk the line I know you're good <laughs> What are you doing? What, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, I would say shifting gears a little bit. And yes, if yes, I yes. Don't mean to get too serious. I would say for me, oh yes, yes, yes. quite, 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 yes. quite right. Yes. For me, the biggest issue I had with this film, as most films that decide to talk about this subject, I have issue mm. with. So this is more a personal thing. Is where speaking in regards to you know. Davis said, this is, you know, this is the right time to release this with the Me Too movement. And yet there's a scene where Jesus approaches women, a group of women. I don't remember where they are. Um, it's like right outside Jerusalem. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, a woman's like, well, I have a friend who was assaulted. And then murdered. Yeah. yeah. And then murdered. And then one of the one of the guys repented. And like, am I expected to forgive him? And Jesus is just like. Yeah, and well, he says, "How does it feel to carry around that anger?" Yeah, in how your does heart? it feel? To yeah, that's the line. That. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I don't know what they were going for. That I don't know if they were going for this is a good response to this, or I don't know if they were going for like, well, this is how a Christian would respond. Like, I don't know what the motivation oh, was behind it. Sure, I don't like it. <laughs> sure, yeah. and I think just for me because that is a question I think people will struggle with their entire lifetime sure. about forgiving. Mm -hmm. It really for anything that traumatic and you know like murder other mm -hmm. things that was the only thing that came to mind you know how do you struggle with like forgiveness of something that was so awful and then we even talked about this too it's like now with the news of you know why the film struggled to get released and that scene yeah. it's like that doesn't help it either i think for me it's just I, I don't want to hear Jesus saying, like... Get over it, yeah, essentially. Yeah, get yeah. over it and forgive. Mm -hmm. Because while that might be what we need to do, I think the main goal is to get more Christians to recognize this is an issue that needs to be taken seriously and recognize that it is awful and that, you know, it's not to blame victims for. And I think that's almost what the group of women were trying to say. Like, don't you see that we struggle with this? Like, and then, <laughs> you know, to say, like, well, you should forgive. And it's like, yeah, but that's not what we're trying to get at right here. Or that's not an answer you can give in this 120 minute movie. Yes. There's a better version of that scene done in a different context in okay. the Jeremy Sisto miniseries called Simply Jesus, which is not great. 
it's not great. I'll throw that out there. But there's a scene where um, we meet Barabbas prior to the crucifixion and he's killing Romans and Jesus like runs and he's like, stop, what are you doing? And he's just like, I'm killing Romans. And then later, like Judas is standing there and he's like, you know, Jesus, why are you sad about this? And Jesus says, is your Israel free now that these men are dead? And it's just kind of like a that is, you know, it gives us something to think about. Whereas your movie is essentially your movie. I'm sorry, not your movie. You didn't make it. (laughs) Whereas in the movie we're talking about now, Mary Magdalene, what this woman is saying is like, Jesus, there was an injustice that happened that no one like paid for. There was no consequence. Like, where's the justice, Jesus? And he's just like, we shouldn't be angry about it. Like, that's essentially what he says. And again, I hate to say it, but it's like, I... I feel like I can fix this scene. Like, what if after that whole thing, he gives her a hug and that's the end of the scene? Yeah, it's not it's not a bad point to bring up because it's a truth. Like, this is something that's reality. But Michael, you've watched it most recently, though. Yeah. Yeah. After that, doesn't Jesus does like go on a thing about like they were bad men. Yes. But I think at worst it or not at worst. To me, it was an oversimplification. It was like a misapplied VeggieTales scripture. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah. technically, yes. But as you were saying, the answer does not fit the what the person was asking, which Jesus was really actually known for in, yeah. in the Bible yeah. by getting to the true <laughs> questions that people were asking. This was not that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it seemed... It definitely seemed more like an oversimplification and a fast-tracked g- gospel building of the apostle group. Yeah. Um, yeah, I found it interesting that he. I found it interesting that he stopped stopped and asked, "What should I?" Like, saw his audience and was like, "What? What? What should I teach them?" Um, I don't in front of them. <laughs> right. If you're taking requests, we've got this thing we want to talk about. And it's like, oh, no, that's not what I want to talk about, though. (laughs) Oh, then you shouldn't have asked, Jesus. It seems almost like those, you know, those like, uh, it kind of seems like a scene in one of those movies where like somehow a kid is paired with an adult that they don't know. Mm -hmm. And the adult's like, Jimmy, what should I have for breakfast? Mm. Should I have the eggs? Do you think I should have the waffle? You know, like that kind of scene. That's what it kind yeah. of felt like yeah. to me. I'd be like, what should I teach about? <laughs> yeah. Because think- he's not like angry or confused. It's almost like he wants her to give something. He wants her contribution. That's kind of the. Yes. I was all- what I was getting from that. It wasn't necessarily like he didn't know. It was more like, Mary, I want to know what you think. Totally. Back to the scene, though, where the lady like says what uh, tells a story to Jesus and then it's just like, what do we do about that? I there because he takes such a long pause. I was expecting the beatitudes, even you know, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. You know, mm-hmm. uh, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. I was expecting that, and he's just, and essentially he's like, well, they said they were sorry. <laughs> they said they were sorry. You know, like it's almost like Jesus doesn't understand. <laughs> Human emotion. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. My thing is, I had that happen to me where following an assault, someone sat me down and said, are you ready to forgive them? And I went, no. Right. I, this just happened. You think I'm ready to forgive someone? So that's when I think like in response to, you know, oh, yeah, this is this is this is right for this time. I don't think survivors want to see the scene that was just put out for us. Correct. Like. Yeah. And, you know, I know that I this podcast is like my long time journey of finding this represented in media that I like. But, you know, it's it doesn't I don't know. It doesn't it, it's not horrible, but it's not it leaves me confused. But the problem, I think, is the movie brings it up and then doesn't yeah. want to talk about it. Oh, yeah. I think that's symptomatic of a good portion of this movie by way of what the movie's actually about. There's a lot of soft stuff. Yeah. And for my money, a lot of really cool humanizing points yes. that 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 flesh out things that we've heard in the Gospels countless times, which I always appreciate. Particularly for me, the stuff that goes a long way is like the personhood of Christ. Right, right. What was getting glimpses of the human aspect of him. And the, the good and bad part about that is that anyone can do that. Yeah. 
Um, and when it's quasi accurate, it's interesting. Um, or it's or rather it's compelling because we want to know, like Mary did, we want to know God. And so to have even like a stab at something that he might have had personality wise or talk, simply talk to somebody is is thoroughly interesting to me. But I do all that to say, right. I do think that's <laughs> this movie's fatal flaw is not fully swinging on any of the points that it brings up. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I did have a moment. I was like, you know what might have made this movie work as a female director? Yeah. If they're gonna, if they wanted to do what they, yeah, what, go what, what all Davis the way. wanted to do, yeah. then let's go all the way. And I know it, it's so tricky too because we know that culture in Israel at the time, and well, most of you know the Middle East is what? No, I'm, I'm, oh, he made a face. I was like, <laughs> well, we know, you know, we know the culture of women were not as respected or, you know, there was a very clear role for women to follow. Um, Part of that being cultural, part of that being religious, you know, we know what that is. So we know that they have to do that in this film, right? If they want to be accurate historically, they have to represent that. And that's not a bad thing. I mean, we we need to address that. It's just, this is where I, once again, here you go, Dallas. We... (laughs) (laughs) The Chosen, I think, does a really good job of um, incorporating. Of course, not all Christians are egalitarian. I think it's very obvious I am. <laughs> if I haven't made that clear, I, <laughs> you know, my my mom's a pastor. My sisters are pastors. Like this is something you know that we've been, I've you know been raised into believe, and I think that the Chosen does a very good job of portraying equality of men and women in their show without it being too politicized, but in fact, more like a norm where they address where it's religiously and culturally, um, religiously in the sense of um, Judaism, not necessarily Christianity, sure, sure, sure. Um, the roles of men and women, um, but also empowers women where I think this one kind of does, but I don't think it's as clear as I've seen it in the chosen, but I do think I've walked away from this film thinking that, you know, it was very, meticulously and cautiously and intentionally made to lift up the voices of women, specifically Mary, but also others throughout the film. So it's not wrong or bad. I just think, you know, when I look back at The Chosen, I'm like, oh, well, I like how they did that. It's Dallas is getting all the the shout outs. I, I think I figured out what the problem with the movie is, is they ended it just as it was getting to a point where the movie could have written itself. Because perhaps the most interesting way to go about this movie is how does Mary start preaching to a a world of men that don't want to hear her, Mm. especially now that Jesus has ascended back to heaven? You know, like there's like... Again, it writes itself. There's the stakes. There's the people who don't believe you. And then there's even the cool moments where, like, there is a lady in town who's like, oh, another woman's preaching. Like, oh, well, I'm going to listen up because this is for me. Like, and I, (laughs) that's the thing. And I get it that, like, as a director, it's got to be a cool challenge to do the greatest hits of Jesus movie through the eyes of, you know, a different character. I get it. But to me, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, the more interesting story is what do you do? After this person who's changed your life and who's, you know, given you a voice. And Jesus hasn't actually gone. He's always with us. But now that he has ascended back into heaven and people don't physically see him with you, how does that change for you? Because, again, that's like, I think that that would be a really cool movie. Yeah, That was actually where the movie lost me the most. Uh, cutting it off there. Yeah. And the 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 wrap up. I, I don't so think the movie rough. stuck the landing very well at all. Because I do think they got some of Jesus' ministry right, and the sure. and the and the points that he hit, and ha- and the ways in which people fundamentally misunderstood. Yeah, I love that. Down to the people closest to him, yeah. I love that as well. Um, and then it was kind of Rocky Fourish at the end, in that like, listen, guys, if you can change, and I can change, then we can all change. And it's like I think, I think. You could have taken more time. You already taken yeah. two hours. You easily could have two fifteen. You easily could have stuck <laughs> back to and and yeah. If she is the one who truly 
did kind of un- glimpsed the, the the kingdom, yeah. which I think is a f- fantastic concept yeah. too. Yeah. To have someone talk with Jesus, and there is a bit, there's something about kitsch, a bit kitschy about Jesus going. No one's ever asked me per like. Everyone asks where's Jesus, but nobody ever asks how's, how's Jesus? Jesus. Yeah, and there's you know there's cliche there, but to, I think some of my favorite moments in the film were just conversations with Jesus, where both of them weren't doing too much of anything. Joaquin especially. Uh, the 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 Rocky Four ending was probably my oh guys no you had so many things you could have done and you just ended it. Do you know where we hear the most about Mary in Scripture, if I'm not mistaken? At the resurrection! And they didn't show it! Yeah. They didn't show it! There's so much movie money there on the fir- of, of her, whether it's, uh, whether it's the gardener or the angel or... I was looking the- forward to seeing that. I was, like, getting excited. And then I was like, no, skip. Nothing? <laughs> skip. You're not Ryan Johnson. You're not good at this. You can't... <laughs> That's the thing is like, I'm not, I, I love the fact that Mary is preaching, right? And is like speaking to people about this. But we know that she does because she sees Jesus at the, like that is what sparks this being able to, you know, do this and share the knowledge that she's gotten from her time with Jesus. So it's like, what's not clicking, you know? I don't, <laughs> what's, yeah. what's not connecting? Well, I don't mean to man, I don't mean to mansplain here. I mean, but I know for <laughs> I'm not defending mansplaining. Actually, well, no, I'm saying, but for a lot of women, I've heard the cornerstone of their argument about why women should be allowed to preach and share the gospel is that Jesus essentially tells Mary to in the Bible when he goes, "Go tell everybody, yeah. like, go and tell everyone that you know that I'm alive." And the movie, the movie, which the whole like the movie's bread and butter, it's trying to eat lunch on like her story is finally being revealed. You left out like. One of the more empowering moments, and I think that that was a like perhaps borderline colossal mistake on their the part. most important part. I mean, she yeah. saw the resurrected Jesus. Like, yeah. Well, folks, it's about that time where we're going to use our manners. Just like when they offered you more old-fashioned donuts at your church's harvest festival. Yeah. When I offer you more Mary Magdalene. Are you going to say a yes, please, or a no, thank you? Michael, I'm coming around. I've got the box of donuts. I can clearly see that these are not Kroger brand like they normally are on Sundays. <laughs> and, uh, I think, and I think I might be the only one in this camp, but I was surprised how much of a release this movie felt like to me in some of like the more tender human moments between... It was one-on-one scenes that got me, I think, and under giving, giving depth to, with actual respect to, to to the to the biblical framework, and filling in with different shades of, uh, of, uh, the human complexity of them. Um, I'm a yes, please on this one, for sure. I'll, I'll take and to to account for the people I know aren't going to take one, I'll take a couple extra because we can't put donuts to waste. We know there'll be some left over. (laughs) Well, I will say I'm very, very, I don't want this to sound condescending because it's not. I'm glad, I'm glad that it was a release for you. And I don't think that that's, I hope that our opinions have not. We'll never see Michael again. (laughs) This will be my last episode of God. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. So, uh, <laughs> laugh like that. I don't, <laughs> I don't like how I just laugh. Um, so, we'll, we'll, we'll do it again. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, just wanted to say that. No, I appreciate it. All right. That. So, since Michael took a couple, I've got another one here, though, in the box. Zach, do you want an old fashioned donut? Hannah, an old fashioned donut is the perfect, the perfect analogy for this movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. And here's, and here's why. Because I love donuts and I love movies. So I feel like when this is offered to me, I should love it. And I should love it for all the the reasons, you know, like with the old fashioned donut, like you got all the recipes, like everything is there. Like here, the cast is there, the good director. You know, it's not like they just had like a bunch of like no names or whatever. Like it's all here, it should be good. So what's the problem? Well, the old fashioned donut, 
is missing a nice glaze. And without a nice glaze, it gets stale fast. And that's my thing with the movie, is that we have to sit with it for too long, and then it gets stale, and then I'm just kind of stuck with it, and it's like, okay, I'll take some more. I can taste what I am supposed to, I can taste what I'm supposed to like, but it's a little stale, and oh, it's hurting my throat a little bit. <laughs> like, uh, it's, uh, that's a really good description. Man. It's, it's kind of like I'm, I'm powering through it because I feel like I'm supposed to like it, but I also feel like people are looking at me and I'm like, mm, yeah, it's okay. But then when you bring out the glazed donut, absolutely, I'm those ones I'm piling up. But for me, the old fashioned and this movie, I, I just, I have to pass. And that's to, that's not to say that I haven't really enjoyed talking about this movie. Like, this is a lot of fun to talk about. <laughs> Am I going to watch it again? Probably not. But I will say, I feel like if they were showing this at church or something, I might be like, oh, because I would want to talk about it afterwards. But there is kind of a thing where I'm like, I've served my time. And I know where I can get the glazed donuts. So, you know what? You like the old-fashioned donuts, Michael. You enjoy them. I'm going to say no thank you. I'm going to wrap up the donut box and see who wants to take it home. Uh, Michael. (laughs) 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 Me, I don't really know what I want to say. I think I'm still... I felt like I had everything kind of figured out. And then when I kind of found out a lot more about you know, everything that happened behind the scenes with the release. A lot of it's changed for me. For better or for worse? Uh, I don't want to say for worse, but it's not helping its case, I should sure. say. Um, I think now, when we've chosen to give the narrative of this is supposed to be helpful for the Me Too movement, I'm going to check my quote. Because I want to make sure I get that right. Something along the lines of um, how the whole thing played out and the Me Too campaign, it did feel a little bit like divine intervention because things started to unravel about why this should have been, you know, appropriate for the time. But I think that what that scene did was kind of go against what the Me Too movement's all about, standing in solidarity um, with survivors. That's all I'll say. Um, So I think I'm leaning more towards no, but I have very much enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. It's been a good time. Michael, thank you for coming back. Thanks for having me. Every time. <laughs> our retainer now, our, yeah, our yeah. cycle of, okay, <laughs> for which episode. Um, do you have anything you'd like to plug? Any any final thoughts? Anything you'd like to plug? Um, I, I will plug the, the artistic services that I provide. I don't want to cater forever. So if you know anyone who is casting something, you let me know. Please. No, I, uh, it's, it's definitely more, uh, NSFW content, but I, I stream with a, with a Dungeons and Dragons, uh, Twitch channel called Clickety Clackety Roll to Attackity. There's oh my gosh, a, that's amazing. It's a great name. <laughs> props to, props to James Hamrick and, uh, and, uh, Regan Taylor. Uh, that uh, one of them is uh, Hogwarts meets Percy Jackson. It's like oh, Greek, nice. Greek hero, Greek hero school, and then the other one is more of a uh, uh, of a horror style campaign, which is not my normal oeuvre, which of course means eggs. But um, <laughs> uh, uh, it's a good, it's a it, it's a good channel, and it's good people. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, if if you want to look into me at all, uh, you can find some. Uh, some of my stuff on Instagram at mewilliams227. That's it. What is, is, that, is there anything you wanted to play? Uh, keep listening to this show. Uh, a little five-star rating and review action might be nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I got nothing. <laughs> I'd like to shout out once again our Godfellas Instagram page. You should go check us out. We post not only the episodes on there, but details about our guests, as well as fun behind-the-scenes pics or pics about stuff related to the episode. I'm I'm determined to find that picture of me with Bob and Larry when I was a kid yeah. and get that on the Insta someday, <laughs> we hope. Um, and that's at Godfellas 
G-O-D-F-E-L-L-A-S. The pod. No spaces. No space. Godfellas the pod. <laughs> it's the no spin zone. <laughs> well, we've had a great time today with our first series in Christian Girl Autumn. Should get like a little song for that. Mm. Get like some Taylor Swift underneath. Uh, okay. <laughs> join us next time. Who's the Christian equivalent of Taylor Swift? Uh, Francesca Battistelli. Yeah, Boom, there we go. Yep, you, got it. you nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. I'm just gonna put away my six shooter now. Yep, yep. That was so good. I'm still oh, like, boy. I'm yeah. still like processing. <laughs> Until next time, I've been Miss Hannah. I've been Mr. Zach. And I've been Master Michael. <laughs> well, the adventure is over. We're all heading home. But I hope that you know, friends, you're never Oh, actually, should we tell them what we're doing for the Christmas special this year? Yeah, cool. Okay, we will be doing...